0: Welcome to the February 15th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverbs 15, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give everyone listening ears to hear and a heart to receive what you would have them receive today. In Jesus name. Amen. This is Proverb 15 beginning in verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's instruction, but he who receives correction is prudent. In the house of the righteous there is much treasure, but in the revenge of the wicked is trouble." The lips of the wise disperse knowledge, but the heart of the fool does not do so. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him who follows righteousness. Harsh discipline is for him who forsakes the way, and he who hates correction will die. Hell and destruction are before the Lord, so how much more the hearts of the sons of men? A scoffer does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. A merry heart makes a cheerful countenance, but by sorrow of the heart the spirit is broken. The heart of him... Who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but he who is of a merry heart has a continual feast. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with trouble. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a fatted calf with hatred. A wrathful man stirs up strife, but he who is slow to anger allays contention. The way of the lazy man is like a hedge of thorns, but the way of the upright is a highway. A wise son makes a father glad, but a foolish man despises his mother. Folly is joy to him who is destitute of discernment but a man of understanding walks uprightly. Without counsel, plans go awry, but in the multitude of counselors, they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. The way of life winds upward for the wise, that he may turn away from hell below. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house, but he who hates bribes will live. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked Pours forth evil. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. The light of the eyes rejoices the heart, and a good report makes the bones healthy. The ear that hears the rebukes of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains instruction despises his own soul but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Friends, today I'm going to take just a peek at verse number one, and it says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Friends, I think it's important when we take a closer look at this verse that many times it's not the words that we say, but it is the way the words are delivered. A lot of it has to do with our tone of voice. If we tell someone to do something, but if it's in a nice, polite manner, most people will do what you ask them to do. But if you have a harsh tone about your voice, then people are not going to want to do what you ask them to do. A matter of fact, you will very likely begin to stir up anger. So once again, it's not what we say, but how we say it that really tends to matter more. Hopefully that helps some of you today. On Monday, I told you, on Monday's podcast, and if you did not get a chance to listen, you may want to take a peek at that, but um, I told you I was going to begin a study on the topic of humility. Humility is very important, and I decided to look it up in the dictionary. And in the Greek, the word Humility means, it usually refers to height, and so in the Greek, it suggests that making oneself low or close to the ground. In the Latin, the root for humility is humble, and it means the ground or the earth. But I really like this, the biblical definition. I want you to listen carefully to this. Humility is a grace that attracts more grace. Pride closes the door to spiritual growth, but humility opens the door of your life to move of God's grace. To the humble, God gives patience, peace, and gentleness. And I really like this here, the fruit of of the Spirit, grows in the soil of humility. I'd like for you to ponder that for just a moment. Today we're going to begin the study of humility with the first person recorded in the Bible that had humility. And we go back to the sixth chapter of Genesis. We know that Adam and Eve did not have humility, because they entertained the words of the serpent, and they listened to him, and because of that, it started a downward spiral for all of humanity. And by the time we get to chapter 6 of the very first book in the Bible, it tells us that God basically was disappointed, and he was sorry that he ever made man and yet there was one man, and we all know him. This is Noah. So this is an introduction to Noah, and we're going to find out a little bit about Noah today, but the Bible tells us that he was a righteous man. And so basically what happened is God came to Noah and told him that he was going to have a flood. Let's pick up Genesis chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person living on earth at the time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed all this corruption in the world, for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures, for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all out along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood, And waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons, and their wives bring a pair of every kind of animal a male and a female into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive and be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all of the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Now friends, I'm going to go over a couple things. First of all, God saves the earth for Noah's sake. If it had not been for Noah, God would have just wiped out the earth and we would not be here today. But because of Noah and his three sons, and Noah's wife, and Noah's son's wife, so if you add it up, there's two, and his children and their wives added up to a total of eight people. So because of eight people, we are here today. Now, Noah, according to the best estimates, was born about 3,500 years ago, actually, this is when the great flood occurred. So the Bible tells us that Noah was actually 600 years old when the flood arrived. So that just gives you an indication. So that was roughly 5,500 years ago is when the flood occurred. And the key word I want to get across was that Noah was faithful. And what I call humility, in our Bible college that we're currently going to, they said that humility is perfect submission to God. In other words, if God asks you to do something, you humble yourself and say, yes, sir, whatever you say, that is humility. And Noah had that. When God started The rain, and some of you may not know this, but it had never rained on earth before. Before the rain came, before the flood, if you read the first couple chapters of Genesis, you will find out that it was like an Archesian well, and the water would come up from the ground, kind of like springs today. And we still have that and that still happens, but at that time, rain had never fallen on earth. And this is another thing some of you may not know. It took Noah over a hundred years to build this boat. I want you guys to think about that, because if you really think about what really happened here, all of Noah's neighbors probably came by and said, hey Noah, what are you doing? Oh, I'm building a boat. why, Why are you building a boat? What's the boat for? Now, until this time, there had never been a boat. There was no reason for a boat, because it didn't rain. But anyway, the third thing is seed, time, and harvest are introduced. So basically, what happens over the next couple chapters of Genesis, the floods come down, And it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Just a torrential downpour for 40 days. And all of the earth was covered. Even the highest mountains, everything was covered. And over a period of time, it finally stopped raining. And then the waters started to subside. And over a period of weeks and months... The earth started coming, and so now it's finally dry. And I'm just going to read from chapter 8, beginning in verse six, 18. So Noah, his wife, and his sons, and their wives left the boat, and all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. And listen to what Noah did. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. That means that Noah had sought God and asked him what he should provide as a sacrifice. And that is where that word humility comes in. And this is Noah humbling himself before Almighty God, and that's why the earth was saved. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. So this was the beginning of crops. This was the beginning of life as we know it today, seed, time, and harvest. Wonderful, wonderful man of God. We begin with Noah. Tomorrow, I'm going to introduce you to a man named Job. I hope you'll join me. The call to action today, I really would like for you to reread this story of Noah, beginning in chapter 6 of Genesis, going through chapter 7, and through chapter 8. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Friends, if there is anyone listening today to this podcast and you have never taken that step, I invite you to say a short prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you for coming to earth and dying on a cross for me. Because you did that, all of my sins have been forgiven. Jesus, I will be forever thankful to you for doing that. You have now put me in right standing with God, and I have been reconciled to him. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I realize that I'm a sinner. I ask that you come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me for the rest of my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, or if you have any questions about anything you heard on today's podcast, I ask that you reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, and if you have any specific questions, reach out to me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.